When someone wrongs or hurts you in some way, how does it feel inside? When you wrong or hurt someone, how does that feel? And how does it feel to forgive another or ask for forgiveness? Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Mary Slocum, and today we're diving into forgiveness. But first, a reminder. If you enjoy the show, I hope you will support the show. Follow or subscribe to the show where you hear it and become a member by going over to patreon.com forward slash your mindful life. That's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your mindful life, all one word. Your Mindful Life Podcast. And now for the show. In our Western culture, people who forgive are often seen as soft and weak. I've grown to understand and appreciate that people who forgive are brave and loving. My mother and I were always at odds. She was often verbally mean to me and, as a kid, raised her hand far too much, often with a hairbrush in it. I couldn't wait to leave home, and as soon as I graduated from high school, I did. I suffered a lot because I both loved and hated my mother. I wanted her to be at my side. I wanted her to be my champion, even my confidant. And I also hated her for pushing me away, constantly scolding and belittling me, punishing me with violence, and making me feel unworthy of her love. For a long time, I could not forgive her. How could I forgive her for telling me that after I had suffered a hemorrhaged ectopic pregnancy and almost died, that I was selfish for not having children? I'll never forget that. I had gone for a weekend to see my parents at my childhood home. We were standing in the kitchen alone. She looked at me with disgust and said, You're too selfish. And that's why you don't have children. I reacted in my usual manner. I withdrew. I didn't respond. I stood still like ice and eventually walked away. The gift of forgiveness didn't come to me until much later in life. By this time, my mother was an old woman But I knew that to forgive and heal, we had to speak openly about what had happened. 
Somehow I knew, though, that my mother and I had played out some kind of intergenerational violence and that it had been perpetrated on her by her father, my grandfather. I remember him vaguely as a sad old man who was quick to anger, stubborn, withdrawn, and who really didn't connect with any of us kids, even though he lived with us in the last days of his life. One day, I got on a plane and flew across the country to see her. She was in her 90s, had been ill, was frail, and was losing her memory. I wondered, is it too late? As we sat on the porch together, I began gently. Tell me about your father, I prompted. Was he mean? Would he get angry? Oh, yes, she said. And she raised her hand to her forehead as though to protect her head from an incoming blow. And did he ever hit you, I asked. Oh, yes, she replied. She was holding back tears, but they came anyway. I took her hand. I see how it was for you, I told her. The hand raised and coming down in a blow. How well I knew it. And in that moment, although the words were few, the truth of what had happened rushed in front of me. In that instant, I forgave her. And in that instant, I felt a powerful wave of love envelop us. As we sat there on the porch, for a long time, my hand in hers. So what is forgiveness? Is it simply saying, I'm sorry? Or is it simply saying, I forgive you? It is, it is this, but it's so much more. Forgiveness requires us to acknowledge our participation in this human life, to remember that our quality of life on this planet is how we live each moment in interaction with one another, with ourselves, and with this planet. And then simply acknowledge without judging ourselves that we all have betrayed and hurt others just as they have hurt and betrayed us. We are all broken in some way or another, and forgiveness is the journey we take to become whole again. Forgiveness is the courage to face the truth of the suffering, to say, yes, I see that I have hurt you. Yes, I see that you have hurt me. And at the same time as we acknowledge the hurt, we also extend our love for that person or group or for ourselves. By recognizing the injustice, by clearly seeing it and acknowledging it, allowing it to be here openly, we open ourselves to forgiveness. 
When we are bitter and angry, we think that we are recognizing the injustice, the horror, the hurt, but we are not. Our emotions are in the way, and we are entangled in them, and they bar us from holding the injustice from a place of equanimity. Stepping back and putting a lot of space around the hurt is very helpful to our practice of forgiveness. It helps us to see the big picture, to recognize our emotions and allow them to flow through us, neither hindering them nor clinging to them. It helps us to see that people all around us are suffering from the harm of others, some in small and others in big ways, sometimes so big that it might be hard for us to even talk about it. Don't shrink for saying it like it is. Don't shrink from putting a name on it. Don't shrink from being fully present with it, for laying it open on the table for all to see. Do this not out of hate. Do this because this is the path to forgiveness. By recognizing and acknowledging, we start down the path of forgiveness. Doing this opens our compassion and our forgiveness. From this place, we can say, I forgive you for the actions you have committed against me. I don't condone the actions. They were wrong and hateful, but I forgive you for them. As I sat on the porch in silence, the hurt lay bare in front of us. I forgave my mother for her actions. With my hand and my mother's hand in silent communion, I opened my compassion and love for her. And I think she also opened her love for me. There was a breath of fresh air. Our relationship suddenly felt new and fresh. There are times, though, when there is no renewal of relationship. And that's appropriate. You may forgive the perpetrator of bodily, mental, and emotional hurt. Your heart may open recognizing that this person is suffering too from mental illness, abandonment, physical abuse, or some other wrong. And that just like me, he is a human being. And it is also appropriate to let go of relationship giving yourself time and space to open to life and to live your life forward. Forgiving is not weakness. It is strength and it takes courage. Forgiving makes us whole. It recognizes our suffering and aligns us with our values and our interconnectedness with one another. Hurt, harm, and horror present us a choice. Do we drink the poison of hatred and revenge, or do we apply the healing balm of forgiveness and compassion? Sometimes our betrayals are small and sometimes large. 
It doesn't matter. They all deserve forgiveness. Forgiveness is our only path to casting off the yoke of revenge, hatred, guilt, and shame. Recently, I heard an interview with a mother whose son had been killed by another boy. She said, I forgive him, and of course, he must do his time in jail. Forgiveness is not condoning the actions of ourselves or others. It is releasing ourselves from the past. The past is past. Her son is gone. She knows this. She knows that she has only this moment and this moment to live. This mother, like all of us, had a choice to go forward with her life, dedicating herself to action so that this never happens again, or to stay burdened by the sorrow and hatred of the past. She chose to go forward. She chose life. And in choosing life, she honored the memory of her son. This brings us to what we know is true. There is nothing that cannot be forgiven, and there is no one undeserving of forgiveness. The truth does not say that we condone harm to ourselves and others. The truth does not say to sweep the hurt under the carpet. The truth does not say to seek revenge. The truth says your actions have hurt you and have hurt me. The truth says my dignity is bound in your dignity. The truth says that wrongdoing hurts us all. And what does forgiveness do? Forgiveness ends our suffering. It aligns us with our dignity and creates harmony in our lives. It allows us to let go of the pain we carry. Jack Cornfield, my teacher, reminds us of this exchange between two ex-prisoners of war who meet many years after their release. The first one asks, Have you forgiven your captors yet? And the second one answers, No, never. Well, then the first replies, They still have you in prison. With this little story, Jack points to how we create our suffering by holding on to the past. Captive in the past, we are not available to live in the present. All the hate, recrimination, judgment, slander, scorn, or other negative attitudes, beliefs, or emotions will never change anything. These only bring suffering. To heal, we need to open to love and the practice that gives us access to our innate abundance of love is forgiveness. The Buddha said, Hatred never ceases by hatred, but by love alone is healed. This is an ancient and eternal law. Forgiveness allows us to end cycles of retribution and violence in our relationships, 
in our families, in our country, and also between groups, Irish Catholics and Protestants, Hutus and Tutsis, Arabs and Israelis, blacks and whites. Without it, we remain tied to the person or group who has harmed us. They are our jailer. To forgive is to liberate ourselves from this prison. Forgiving is something we do for ourselves. Without forgiveness, we hold on to suffering. Science has shown how forgiveness reduces depression, increases hopefulness, decreases anger, and improves emotional health. It reduces physical symptoms of stress and helps us strengthen our social ties. Forgiveness is a font of well-being. And there's more. My teacher Jack Cornfield reminds us that when we forgive and are loving, that the people around us become more loving too, and even the animals around us know and become more loving. Mindfulness provides us a way forward with forgiveness. It reminds us that we live in this moment only and that there is no other way to live our lives. So how do we forgive ourselves and others? How do we receive forgiveness? Recognize what has happened. Tell the story simply. Acknowledging each person will tell the story from his, her, or their perspective. Begin simply, this is my experience, and this is the hurt that this has caused. Feel the hurt and express it with dignity. Only by remembering and acknowledging can we forgive. Acknowledge that while we do not have the power to control what happens to us, we have the power to choose how we respond. Bring equanimity to the process. Leave judgment at the door. Let go of reactive actions and emotions. Rather, acknowledge the truth of what has happened. The action was unskillful, cruel, or inhumane. The person is flawed in suffering. Judging and seeking retribution only fuels the cycle of violence and holds us tightly in the prison of past hurt. This step can be hard to do. It calls us to recognize our interconnectedness. As I am, so are you. Bring compassion. Recognizing the suffering of the perpetrator allows us to bring compassion for the person, not the action. Perhaps leading to dialogue and reconciliation, or perhaps leading to abandoning the relationship and moving on. A heartfelt, I am sorry, please forgive me, or a heartfelt, I forgive you, are deep and powerful, compassionate acts that recognize the suffering and bring the relief of love. Remember, this compassion extends to yourself too. Be self-compassionate. 
recognize your suffering and relieve it by forgiving. Setting an intention that the wrong not be repeated and then engaging in right speech and right action to make it so, these go together and this is how we go forward. Forgiving brings us the peace we long for and allows us to live our lives. So this week, I encourage you to open yourself to forgiving. Practice recognizing and acknowledging some transgression against you. Put it into the open and then open your forgiveness. Forgive the person for their transgression. I forgive you. And name the transgression. Acknowledge that they just like you want to be happy. Open your compassionate heart and send compassion to them and to yourself. In this way, the burden of suffering lifts and lets go. And also seek forgiveness for some transgression you have committed. Seek out the person you have transgressed against. Put the transgression out in the open and then open your forgiveness. Forgive me and name your transgression. Open your compassionate heart, sending compassion to that person and to yourself. And then set an intention that the wrong will not be repeated and engage in right action and right speech to make it so. And notice how this changes how you are in the world. I'm grateful that you stopped by to listen. And I'm also grateful for the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Everyone who are members of the podcast. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design, Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering, and production, Bill Rafferty for technical web support, and Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful. <laughs>